0: Welcome to the Cedar House Church Sermon of the Week. Our desire is to remain in God's presence, explore His passions, and supply tools that serve and inspire our city. Come on, bro. All right, you can all sit. Thank you so much. All right. Take a seat. You forgot your Bible, sir. Um, yes, we believe the Bible. It's not about me. Um, thank you guys for encouraging me with your claps and your smiles. If you, wanna in, if you want to encourage me while I'm speaking, just uh, focus and smile. That's the best way for me to feel your love. This is a really good time for me to tell you how I'm going to feel love for the next hour. If you guys look at me and you smile, and you kind of go like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it's bad, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like my wife's doing in the background now. She's like, yeah, yeah, it's good. I haven't even started. And she's like, yeah, you're doing great. Phenomenal. Let me start this clock. I'm going to try to keep us uh, in a good time if you guys are okay with that. Unless you want me to go super long and dive really deep into something. And uh, Noah is ready ready for me to to preach for two hours. Uh, I love it. Awesome. Well, um, if you noticed during uh, worship, it got a little hot. And so uh, we're having a little AC trouble. Uh, so the wonderful Scott Brown uh, apparently knows a lot about ACs, and so he's been hooking it up. I asked Dave, I said, Dave, man, if it is going to stay this hot, can you, like, grab me some sort of rag? If you know me personally, like, throughout my normal day, I'm, I'm a pretty heavy sweater. So I asked him for a rag, and he hands me this towel. So, so so. <laughs> So if, there is always more and there's always bigger pies and bigger towels. So if I have to grab that uh just don't worry about the uh about the sweat. Listen, I'm extremely excited to be here tonight. I'm going to jump right in um have an exciting topic. It is it is a personal topic. It is it is a it, it is a thing that I have uh I don't want to say dealt with, but I that I've walked through many, many times. And that God over the past three years is really I've seen breakthrough in it in my personal life. And uh, just over the past week, it's just really been on my heart. And um, I'm not going to tell you what that is yet. because I'm not going to let you prefigure out my sermon. That's not happening. OK, but I will say this. It is a core of Cedar House Church. It is something that we believe in, that we live through and want. I have a really bad glare on this. And so I need to move back a little bit. Uh, before I get started, I want to thank the Snows, as uh, Pastor Landon and Stacy. Um, if you don't know them, you should get to know them. Uh, let me just explain this. This is this is not a, a super easy role. Right, So you may have not have called them yet for anything, but there is one day where you may call them and you may need help with figuring out your marriage, figuring out what is your next job, what's your next move, why does the Bible say this, why does it do this, I don't believe what you say, explain it to me, yada, yada, yada. There's a lot of things that may not have happened in your life that you may end up calling them, and just know that people do that on a regular basis. Totally cool. But they uh, carry a lot of that... um, a lot of our stresses with them. uh, And that's what a good leader does is they, is they don't just let you have your problem and say, go, they, they walk through it with us. And so if you're not praying for them, you really should. Um, I need to do a better job of that also. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a moment and stretch out your hand. We're just going to say a really short, quick prayer. Jesus, bless the snows. Bring them great health. Bring them great great love, great relationships. Let their family thrive beyond understanding. Let their girls listen and honor their parents. And let them find great husbands that treat them right. Let the stress level in the family go down. Let them join together and um, just see uh, sides of each other like they've never seen. Build them strong uh, so that you can use them. And even if you don't want to, just build them strong. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. The last time that I spoke to you, Guys, a couple weeks ago, I said this. I said, "Listen, this is the first time that I've I've communicated to you, and the first time that you've heard me communicate." So, in all fairness, we just need to be uh, excited for each other, right? And it went really well, and I appreciate all of the encouragement afterwards. So, just to give you guys, which I've already kind of went over this, let's have more fun for this one. And I want to let you know this. So, uh, my wife and I just got blessed with a trip to Australia, um, and. When we were there, we were at the Hillsong Conference, and uh, I went to a breakout on like teaching communication, and um, Christine Kane said something that really stuck with me, and it, it put language on how I felt um, last, or a couple Sundays ago, whenever I spoke, it was this, there's a really thin line when you're a communicator of, you did a really good job, or God affected you, and that is what Like, whenever you tell the communicator, hey, you did a great job, or hey, what you said really brought me closer to God, what I want to tell you is this. uh, I love the encouragement, the smiles, and the class. but I want to let you know it is all of our desire that you would leave here with a deeper connection to our Father. Uh, That is our goal, right? So we don't really care about how great we do up here, but we just want you to be connected to Him and to know Him more intimately. That is legit. Like, that's not... Just something we say. So, definitely want that for you. All right, we're going to dive right into Matthew chapter fourteen, verses twenty-two. Uh, let's see. I'm pulling it up really quick. Awesome. Matthew chapter fourteen, twenty-two through thirty-three. Here we go. Immediately he made his. Okay, this is right. Sorry, back up. Whoops. And this is after he fed uh, people with the loaves and the fish, okay? Just to bring a little context to you. Immediately, he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. So right off the bat, he says to his guys that are there with him in that moment, this really cool moment, he says, hey, listen, guys, why don't you go ahead and you jump in the boat and you just go ahead and go. And then he says, uh, and after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to go pray. When evening came, he was there alone. So imagine this, like, setting, right? There's thousands of people there. He tells his crew to leave. He by himself tells the crowd, go ahead and go. And then he's like, well, what am I going to do? So instead of going to meet his, his his guys, he goes up in the mountains and he prays. When he comes back, he's like, hey, look, there's still nobody here. Okay. So but the boat by this time was long long away from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And, and in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when his disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. And they said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, take heart. It is, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come, on. come on, bro, walk on. So Peter got out of the boat for real. Okay, I, I, I highly doubt he was, like, like, really serious for some of these things, man. Like, he had to be like, yeah, bro, come on, man. Like, you can do it, dude. Walk out. You don't have to believe me, but I, I think that's how he was. So Peter got out of the boat, and he walked on the water, and he came to Jesus' boat. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and he, and be- and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying, O oh, ye of little faith, why do you doubt? And, and when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, You are truly the Son of God. Awesome. Whenever I was little, kind of still now, um, I was a really wild kid. I was I was crazy. I was level 10 all the time. Right, Everything everything that I did was to the extreme. I have a few friends in here that I've known for like a really long time, like Sam, and he will say that's true. I, there, 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 there's really nothing that I just don't go all the way, all out, and go for at all times. My brain does not stop, and and especially when I was a little kid, it's like Legos, and then coloring, and then this and that, and still... To this day, I think about toys a lot, and uh, you know, just having fun. But um, yeah, you know, I was always a level ten. But but there was something in my life that was really hard. It was the biggest challenge that I had in my life, and that was this. Uh, it was almost impossible for me to take a nap. Now I have I have gained a lot of grace and compassion for my kids now. When they will not take a nap, I I am I am okay with putting them down at naps. I'm not like Noah. Noah is like the sleep king. So if, you have, if you're having trouble putting your kids down, ask Noah right there. Uh, he will help you. But, no, all, all through my life, growing up, even now, I always had trouble with naps. I could not figure out how to turn it off. Right? So as I grew up, it got worse. I, I, was, I, w- I would never take naps because I thought to myself, I'm missing something. That there is something that is going to happen that I could have been a part of that is life, that is life-altering, and I missed it because I was taking a nap. But what I didn't realize then was 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 that when you rest and when you take a nap, you actually don't miss something. What you are doing is you are setting yourself up to be able to experience more. Which I've learned this through my kids because if they don't take a nap at 5 p.m., it is wild in my house and they have gone crazy and we are like, "Let's put them to bed now at 5 p.m." But but if they take a nap it 's like ten thirty and i 'm like, man this is they 're just rocking and rolling so taking a nap was was a huge deal that I missed out on, but as we grow up, our mind shifts right so it It shifts from not being able to rest for a nap to just not being being able to rest in general because we have so many things that are going on in our world that 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 just keeps our mind churning and churning and churning. Like, for instance, the, the excitement over possibilities, the excitement over having a family, or, or, or it could be something like fear or doubt or worry or anxiety, your mind just keeps going and going and going. Here's one thing that is true. You are always going somewhere, right? Even when you're resting and when you're not resting, right? Your, your, your mind is moving, all right? We are going, going, going. And the Bible is clear about one thing. And this is actually what I'm going to talk to you about tonight being able to rest. And I'm not talking about a physical rest, I'm talking about a resting of your soul. Every day, walking out your entire life, every moment, with the understanding of rest inside of you. So that when you're walking out and a circumstance happens that You are restful in your soul, in your response, in your moment. And what we're going to talk about today is what is the opposite of rest and what does rest really do? Because rest done correctly in Jesus will unlock this massive potential for you to be able to do amazing, monumental things. And I know I'm talking like really big words, but this is true. It is backed up. So rest is all through the Bible, resting on the seventh day. Come and take refuge under his wings. Psalms 23, uh, I am the shepherd, you are the sheep. I, I will make you lie down in green pastures and by still waters. Even in the story of Peter, Jesus goes alone up in the mountain to do what? To pray. Well, the Bible talks about, which we're going to get into it in just a minute, about what rest truly is, is being in his presence. So Jesus himself goes and he rests before another month Before another monumental moment. And all throughout Scripture, we see him going off and praying, going off and praying. Like, me in those moments, I'm like, dude, I'm not missing this. So you have to understand, Jesus was fully God, but he was fully man. Like, he's engaged in the moment. There is a piece of I, I'm 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 telling you there's a piece of him that probably doesn't want to miss the moment, but then he understands that 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 without the presence of God in his soul in the moment he will never make it to that moment. So rest is all through the all through the Bible. See the opposite of rest is being out of His presence, being busy, being chaotic in the way that you're thinking and the way that you're going. I want to share with you guys. I want to. I want to share with you guys a really personal story. Okay, I'm. I'm pretty ashamed of this story. My wife brought it up to me that I should share it during this sermon, and it, it is my lowest parenting moment uh, of my entire life. But I want to say this: chaos and busyness. The history of chaos in your mind builds para, paranoia that there will be more chaos. Right, having experienced a problem, when you start to feel like that same situation is creeping up, you immediately go in your mind to what is going to happen, okay? Chaos breeds in your mind future chaos. When you've experienced it, and in the moment you have reacted off, and you have done something wrong, or you've had a wild moment, it breeds in your mind what is fixing to happen next in any given moment. Let me give you this story. So my my biggest parenting fail, and I'm going to tell you how it has bred how we, we we fight we fight the feeling of it breeding further chaos when trip trip is my oldest son he 's four and a half now when he was about two and a half years old, so let me just give you if you don 't have kids let me let me just help you understand so two and a half they 're walking and they 're like halfway talking right so it's like they they can walk pretty solid unless you had someone that was really advanced like they're they're fully walking and they 're like halfway there on their talking right so I have trip. And there was just a large storm at our house, and in our in our backyard, our house does this like L over the garage, and there was a pergola right in the crease of our house. Right, I don't know if this makes sense. If you're looking at it from the top, it makes an L, and there's a pergola right in right in the middle of the L. And a tree branch had fallen on the house, a very large one. So my neighbor to the right, Mr. Norman, my neighbor to the to the left, Mr. John, they're they're probably in their late sixties, walk over and. They're like, hey man, you got a big old tree on your roof, so we would love to help you get this tree down. I'm like, yeah, dude, absolutely. So I go and I grab a ladder and I set it up on one side of the pergola, away from the tree. And so they are on the bottom picking up other branches. It was like a huge storm. Sorry, I'm rolling through this because um, I got a lot of them to tell you. So, um, <laughs> so they're picking up stuff. And Sam says, hey, I'm gonna let Trip walk outside with you. I'm like, oh, cool, absolutely. Let him walk outside with me, totally fine. So I am thinking, I'm, I, am, I am outside with two other men that have raised children. Like this is, there is not gonna be any problem here. Uh, we're all out here picking up sticks, triple loves sticks. This is gonna be fantastic. So I walk up on the ladder and I walk around this pergola and I'm climbing up on the roof. And right when I get to the branch, I hear, Daddy, and I go, and he's like, Daddy. And I'm like, Trip, what are you doing on the roof? So my son, who was two and a half, this is, this is like my largest parent fail. Please don't call, call the place. I'm a wonderful parent, I promise. You don't have to call protective services. We're, we're, we have a really safe family. But he, like, in the moment, I'm, like, terrified. And then I'm thinking, oh, man, my marriage may suffer from this moment. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, that's what I'm talking about, bro. I can't believe he just climbed that ladder and got up here. You're the man. So, like, all these, all these things are, like, hitting me at this one time. So I immediately go run and grab him, and I start justifying, well, he wouldn't have fallen. There was a pergola here. If he would have fallen, it would have been good. And I'm, like, trying to get my excuse to go and tell Sam. And, like, in the moment, I think I made, like, a high-pitched noise, like, a, ah, and, and, like, just uh, come here. And so Sam was in the house. Were you with Karina? Trina was ever at our house, and um, I come walking in. I'm, like, drenched in sweat. Uh, I had to hand my son down to one of the other guys because I'm like, I'm not walking the ladder with, with him. I was already shaky. So I go walk in, and um, correct marital proceedings happen in the correction of what I did. And uh, we had um, g- great conversational fellowship. My wife was correct in all areas of, of what I had done wrong she is awesome. Yeah. So, uh, but she immediately f- said, hey, it's cool. Let's just, let's just be more aware, all of this stuff. So fast forward, right? So that was a chaotic moment, like a physical moment. Obviously, I'm not talking about mental in that particular situation. But I want to explain to you how this has now bred something that we have to battle in our lives. So two days ago, myself trip and my middle son jet we're outside playing in the water hose and we're having a great time jet he's 2 he's the same age that trip was up on the up on the ladder on or on the roof uh, that's a very personal story i just want to throw that out there so like don't make fun of me don't jab at me that's like a that's a, okay cool thanks dave so Jet has the hose, and we're thinking there's no way he can squeeze the hose trigger to, to be able to spray us. And so all of a sudden, Jet figures it out. I'm like, hey, you're Superman. Like, he he pulls this thing, and he soaks me in Well, In the moment, I yell, "Trip, Jet, yes! I, I started screaming. And, uh, man, uh, Sam, my wife, man, she comes running out the house, like, ready to do CPR, like, literally in the moment. I I couldn't help it. I just started laughing. Trip is laughing. It was like this moment that she is at the door, like in complete and utter panic. And then when she realizes nobody's wrong, she like shuts the door and walks inside. We didn't see her for the next 20 minutes. We're just like, I just don't, I'm, I'm like, Hey, you, you just do you. That's cool. I completely understand it because the previous chaos now, when they're screaming of a child's name outside in a erratic manner there is officially a problem, right? So like, in, and, and by the way, I, I, I had her complete approval in sharing the story. So if, it, if you feel like it made her look bad, it, it didn't. She already, she already knows she's wonderful. So this actually caused, me, caused her to already go there in her mind. So here is the problem, is whenever we allow external circumstances to change our, in, our internal perspective of the truth, because when you're close to God, and we're going to get into this a little bit more, you you start to understand what is really true about your life, the plan and the purpose and the destiny and all the things that are on your life that can bring you comfort, that can bring you peace. Well, what happens is, is when we start to smell of chaos, we immediately revert away from those promises and then they change our external movement, all right? So, when we walk away from that rest, it causes us to make decisions and choices that we never would have made. So it can be big or small. It can be you got fired from your job because you missed the alarm clock. And now every time the alarm clock, you know, it, it can be anything that you want. But here's what you, need, here's what you need to understand. The world is always pulling at our rest. Always. It's always pulling at our destiny and who we are. Peter, getting back to Peter, in the moment, right, he's called by God twice, twice. Hey, go out onto the boat. So go on on the boat. So he knows he's in the right spot. Go on the boat. When he's on the boat, he sees Jesus. He's verified that it's him. And he says, hey, if it's you, tell me to walk out. He says, walk out, bro. So if you were here for the last sermon that I uh, did, faith mixed with action equals a miracle moment. So he has the faith in the moment. He takes a step out the boat. He's in his moment. He's in his miracle moment. And his outside circumstances now become his focus, and he starts to sink. See, rest is intimacy with the Father or focus on the Father. And he lost his focus on Jesus and began to react in the situation and sink. So if chaos is forcing you to... Um, to get out of rest and you're having to pull on him you have you have already lost that focus but what's great is this Jesus Jesus grabs his arm and he pulls him back in the boat so just like you can literally know where you're supposed to be you can know how your business is supposed to go are you reacting out of rest or are you re- reacting out of something else the world is pulling at you it's pulling at everything in you it's pulling at your at your plans and the purpose that god has for you jeremiah 29:11 the he is he is pulling at you to not heal the sick to not raise the dead to not cleanse lepers to not drive out demons matthew 10:108 10, 10, he is pulling at you to not serve mark 10:45 to not care about the widows and the orphans james 1:27 to not do greater things than jesus did john 14:12 to not go into all the nations and not make disciples matthew 28 19 or 14, I can't read my writing. That's just so you know that we're talking real stuff here. So the question about chaos, and then we're going to switch it up, is this. Are you allowing your external circumstances to change your moment away from God's rest? Or are you looking at the external circumstance of whatever's happening, right? Whatever situation that is pulling you away, or are you looking at it as that is an opportunity for me to bring rest into that moment, right? Because when you bring rest into the moment, and this may be confusing with the term rest, when you bring peace into the moment, you're, you're bringing God's presence. So it's, are you allowing it to change your thing? For instance, um, my friend is not in town, and they asked me to go and feed their dog. Well, is that messing with me now? Has that completely rocked my world because an external circumstance that wasn't in my plan has now caused me to get irritated and upset and change my whole schedule, and now I throw this huge fit, and now I'm reacting to my spouse in a way in which I should not react to my spouse, right? Is an external circumstance changing changing your rest so much that now you speak to your kids in a way that you're like, man, I wouldn't let anyone else speak to to them in that way? And then you take a step back, and you're like, oh, that's because I'm not right in some way. Well, I would say that that's probably because you've let the external busyness and circumstances and chaos of life get in to who you are. Is this fine for everybody? Okay, cool. If it's not, I can, I can completely change everything. <laughs> like right here in the moment. <laughs> I love it. I cannot read my own handwriting. This is phenomenal. Cool. Awesome. So we so are we allowing our external circumstances are we are we allowing that to move us away from our focus on the father so here's the thing why do we focus on the father because in isaiah 55 it says his ways are higher than ours his ways are higher than ours we need his way so awesome go cool. i'm going to switch switch gears here all right i was I was asking myself whenever I was walking through this, so is rest just to avoid chaos? Thank you for hitting that air. I was about to use your rag um, is is rest is is having rest or being close to God only just so that we don't have chaos? The answer is no, so there is a greater purpose for rest. rest is not directly meant to alleviate chaos, but what rest does is it unlocks the greater purpose, and it unites you with the Father to be able to do far greater than you ever could do. Okay? So just let that sink in. What rest does, what its main goal is, is it unites you with God so that you can do far more than you could ever do on your own. So here's the deal. We believe here in bigger pies, there's, there's, which for us means there, there's always more. There's always more of God. And what happens is this. You, Dave... So, like, you have a skill and an ability that God has given Dave. And that is God-given. He's not going to take it away. It is is his skill and it is his ability. And when we don't find rest, our success is just based on one thing, our own skill and our own ability. But for you to unlock the future um, prosperity, for you to unlock freedom, for you to unlock a great marriage, for you to unlock a thriving business, for you to unlock the ability to walk through tuss, tough conversations, for you to unlock all these things that seem so far out of your personal skill level, it's through having a restful spirit, a restful soul deep on the inside. Resting is knowing that he has called you to the moment and being able to rise up in that moment to be able to move forward. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, Through 30. I'm getting to it real fast. It's probably already up there behind me, isn't it? Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So when you're feeling the the heaviness because of things that are happening, Understand that his yoke is light, is easy, and his burden is light. And when, and when we go into his presence, what we are saying is we are adopting your yoke and your way of living because it's easy and it's light, and it is unlocking things for us. <clears throat> rest, Rest or peace or his presence expands capacity, ability, possibility. This is why Jesus went alone to pray often. Now, obviously, he loved, I mean, there is a love and a relationship as, aspect to it. But there is also a rejuvenation part of it. And to live in his presence, you, you, you have to spend time in his presence. And you have to be close to him. And this is why we see him go up. Realizing that rest is not missing the moment is a huge thing. Rest is not cowering down in the moment. Rest is not rising up to the challenge. It is not missing out, but it is thriving in that moment. When you're in his presence, it brings perspective, focus, and structure. How? Because rest is partnering partnering us with the Father. And here's what happens. When you unify with Jesus, so this is what the Bible says. Rest will bring God into your moment. And when when God is there, there is freedom. And when there's freedom, you are free to be you fully in the moment. So when you bring God in, now now the truth will set you free. What you're learning from him in his presence will set you free. And now you are free to go and be all that you were created to be. You can now do it beyond your capacity. Now, so if you were to like picture a, a, a circle, and I put 100%. And this is, your, this is your capacity. And let's just say you're, you're, you're just mentally balling out of control and you can operate in that 100%. Well, when you're resting and in his presence, what now happens is you take a step back and you realize you're a part of a much bigger circle. And your skill was really 10% of the possibility. And when you're in his presence, you're now operating at 90%. Cool. Awesome. Don't forget smiles. Quiet. You can do anything like that. It's just go. Cool. Awesome. I love it. So really fast. Let me, let me just see how I'm, how I'm, how I'm doing here. I think I'm doing all right. Um, it's great, amen. All right, cool. Three ways to get into God's presence and, uh, and, and we're going to, uh, hit on this really quick and then I'm going to close out. I hope that this was good for someone. I think, I think sh- someone in here needed to know that their circumstances are changing the way that they're Communicating and thriving, all right, And that's not who we are. We live in His restful presence. This was a hard. This is this is completely off my nose. This was a hard thing for me personally, because I was a, I was a part of a. Uh, let me be really respectful. I was I was a part of a situation where you you to be able to honor God, you go 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 go. You build you build you build, you build and you create you create you create you expand you expand you expand. And for me personally, it got to a place where I didn't need God. I was so skillful at what I was doing, I did not need him. And I'm just being really genuine. He would say the same thing if he was, if, if Jesus was in a physical form right here. He would say, yeah, dude, it's true. I had just gotten really good at it. Been doing it for 10 years, right? I just gotten really good at it. And then when I left, I realized, man, what could have happened if I would have been truly seeking God about everything that I was doing? In that moment, like, man, what could have really happened? If we in this church want to see true community change, it is we are all restful in his spirit, and we're not worrying about it. We're just letting it ride. We're just rolling with them, and we're trusting, and we're understanding that we have one job. It is not to seek a platform. It is not to seek a status. It's to seek his presence. That's it. You want to be worry-free? Seek his presence. Seek his presence. That's it. Not, not being cool on Instagram not posting something funny, not building your business. All of that will happen when you are in his presence. Because when you're in his presence, you will see an exponential growth in favor and understanding in the things that are going on in your world. God wants you to be very clear on what his plan is for you. But, man, if you're never around him, how are you going to know? And I'm literally talking to me. i got to be around him a little bit more. This is not me telling you to fix something. Okay, cool. Sorry. I just get excited about it because I, I literally feel like I just found this like secret, like, man, I could do anything now, because with God, anything's possible, right? Cool. Cool, three different things, really quick, uh, ways to get into His presence. One, reading His word. It shifts your perspective of truth. Psalms 23. Psalms 23: "The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. When you say that and you mean it and you think about it, it's pretty incredible. Everything you're seeking and searching for it can be wrapped up into this one scripture. Really brief note, and then I'm going to close out. I was doing a word study on Psalms 23, and, uh, uh, and I was reading this thing that said, this is one of the only scriptures that you can put. So God has like seven Hebrew names, like Jehovah something, Jehovah something and that you can actually find all of them in this particular passage. Like, you, you can identify healing, prosperity, rest, like all the different ones in here. There's a reason that this is kind of an overplayed scripture, because it's legit. Like, man, it can bring, like, a lot of stuff to you. Cool. It is. It is cool. Second thing is just praying. Clearly, Jesus demonstrates this, praying and seeking God in the quiet. Uh, For me, this is probably my biggest area that I have to really go after. But this unites us with God. So reading the word shifts our perspective of truth and understanding of what reality is. We believe if you ever hear anyone say a higher reality, what they're saying is like in this moment, there's there's a higher reality of if I'm being restful or not. Okay, I don't know if that makes any sense. Like the reality is I'm talking to you. But the higher one is, man, I'm really scared or I'm really calm and I feel really good, okay? So when you're reading, it gives you the understanding of, of what the real truth is in your life, like your real purpose and plan. And then praying unites us with God. It's a one-on-one interaction. And then the third one is this. man, when you don't know what else to do, you should worship. You know, I've been, uh, okay, I thought about singing you guys that song. I just want to be real with you. I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. No, I refuse. I refuse. But I will say the words if I can remember them. Now all of a sudden it's true. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. This is not. This is not for. This is no, 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 no. This is not up for debate. Amber, do you want to come sing it? I'm. I'm totally joking. If, if you want to, you can. Um, no, no, don't, don't. don't. <laughs> she was like actually getting up, fixing to go play it because she knows. But it, what But it says, uh, it may look like I'm surrounded but I'm surrounded by you. That may not be the right exact words. Yeah. Man, it, it, it looks like I'm surrounded, but what, it, but what I'm really surrounded by is by God's presence. That is higher reality. You want to know what we say? It may look like we're, like we're surrounded, but we're actually surrounded by his presence. And then this is how I fight my battles. You're singing a worship song. And when you need a breakthrough, when you need to fight through, when you are in a chaotic moment, it may be a good thing just to flip on some worship. I had a really quick choice a couple of days ago, and I'm really going to close. I know I keep saying that. I really am. Sorry, I don't, I don't want to go long. I don't want to be like the long guy. You're like, oh, he's going to go long. <laughs> we all know. There's like, the, the, you know. Okay, cool. Um, my wonderful wife is in grad school, and I don't know if she's in here right now. Uh, but she's in grad school. She's doing clinicals. She had a baby in, Jan- in February. Um, our life is pretty crazy. And so last week I was watching all three of the kids, uh, which is <laughs> uh, terrifying and awesome at the same time. And I had a moment of of, of break. Like I, I don't know what happened. Either like all of them were sleeping or some miraculous dove from heaven just released this moment where I wasn't doing anything. I was probably using the restroom. And, and I like – I just kidding – that really is, if you're a parent, you understand. It's like one of your most peaceful moments. Sorry. Um, and I, that is not what was happening. So I had this moment. I believe all three of them were all sleeping. And literally, I had this choice. Like, get on, get on social media, get on like Instagram, which is, which is where I would normally go, or play a worship music. And something in the moment just said, hey, man, just play you a worship song. And, uh, and so I started playing a worship song which I would not normally do, and I thought of that, actually, and this is really, like, random. When we were in New Orleans, so we uh, a group of us went to New Orleans, and you were playing worship just at some random time right before, like, everybody went to bed, and I was like, man, that's, like, a crazy thought. Just to, I don't know, it's for some reason for me. And so in, in this, sorry, in this moment, I had a choice to either get on Instagram or to play worship, and I decided to play worship. And then immediately after, I think all of the kids woke up at one time, and it immediately hit chaotic mode. And I realized that the way I was talking to my kids was really good. And I'm like, oh, I'm making really good choices the way that I'm dealing with my children. And it's was just like, man, I am not elevated. I am okay. You can draw on the wall. It's cool. I'll clean it up later. It, like, did not matter. And it hit me in the moment that, for me, my key to healthy living is to live a restful life. And so that's what I want to press on you, is to just try it. It's to just try to to get a little bit deeper in his presence. Fight through the feeling of, I can't pray past five minutes, two minutes, three minutes. I can't worship for a whole hour. I don't know how. Or I can't read. I don't understand this. Fight through it just a little bit longer. And I promise you, he will meet you where you're at. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit cedarhousechurch.com.